Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. I was in the choir as a kid which uh, uh, stood me in good stead uh, uh, for for later on in my career. Um, I used to get ribbed in, when I was in the choir uh, all the time where they were going to play football I was going to choir practice but when a uh, there was a girl when I was at Wrexham that came over and wanted us to do uh, a chorus line in this song that she did and we went along and I thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, the guy asked me over on my own and he asked me to do a guest spot at a theatre which I did and then I, there was a bass player there who asked me to do something else and one thing led to another and here I am so that was um, I suppose the seeds of it but you, you, I mean you don't see many footballers now you know performing singing and dancing on stage do you it's an unusual career change <laughs> totally different careers uh, change but uh, it fills a void I think from uh, football where I'm still performing albeit on my own on stage uh, much more nerve wracking if you forget words or anything it's, you're, 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 there's no one else you can blame bar yourself so I'm still I'm still performing smaller crowds and um, but but still uh, I still do my thing and I know you're at the Lowry in September um, just tell us a little bit about the show Rat Pack Show, which will be featuring uh, uh, Sammy, Dean, and Frank. Me being the Sammy, for anyone else who, who doesn't know. Uh, and um, we'll perform the the songs, timeless classics that that, that don't go old. Uh, and uh, doing the shtick that they did on stage. Uh, all good fun uh, and games. Three part harmonies, which you probably wouldn't see with the originals. And um, yeah, we're just trying to bring an essence of the characters onto stage. So I remember um, just just doing obviously a little bit of background research on on yourself and your career. I mean, the headlines at the time. I think Whitley Houston was one of them in the Sun uh, back in two thousand and nine. That's right. I was raw then. I'm glad no one came to see me then. Uh, looking back, um, yeah, it is different, and people always go, "Well, singing. That's and it, yeah, and it's whether I'll be doing this another twenty years time is another thing because I love I love trying new things, um, uh, but it's it's great. I do various things from rap back to solo stuff to band work uh, and you, like I said I'm always learning a whole new thing Do you ever get any of the uh, any of the ex-players coming to see you as well invite them down and come to watch or is that something you'd rather kind of not, not do in front of them? Um, when I first started the, the, especially the Wrexham lads used to come and watch us um, but I think my old Man City and possibly Wrexham players have all moved on to different football clubs to track them all down and be different. I, I, would any of the new players come? I, I don't know. I, I can imagine Balotelli sitting in the front row listening to Simon Davis Jr. would be a, a new thing. Um, I, it, look, if they come, it'd be great. But I've not asked anyone in particular to come. Um, I mean, just just from the uh, you know the start of this interview, you, you get the feeling you're a bit of a colourful character. You know, um, it's, as, as we've said, it's not you know every every player who then goes on to, as a career of a singer, and it seems as though you've had that sort of colourful vibe throughout 
you know, um, throughout your life, really. I mean, from the very start of, of your, your football playing days, I mean, maybe a different colour, but this, this um, well, you've, you've spent time in prison, haven't you? Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, I mean, it's all, yeah, that's that's one that's, uh, that goes back. And I didn't think I'd be playing football, to be honest, after that after that incident. Um, and you can say it's definitely been colourful. Uh, you can, there's always a story to write every year that something happens. Uh, and, I, yeah, I've been lucky. I've been blessed with a few little talents, and, and like I said, football. I really didn't think uh, at one stage I'd be playing that, but I've managed to get a career out of it. It's not, it's not, all, it's not great as to composed it, yes, to, as opposed to some of the other footballers that have uh, that have been on the pitches. But I've managed to do something with my my life, and this is different. And you know, and uh, again, I'm lucky enough to be able to sing in uh, the right notes, <laughs> the right time, and. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to do different things as we go along in my, in my life. Cause I suppose there's a message there in itself. You know, as a teenager, a getaway driver in, in a robbery, um, mm. you know, spend time in prison, but but football, I suppose, has, has set you on the right path. And look at you now, you know, family, lovely house and, and a career in, in show business of all. In show business, yeah. I mean, to be honest, football has... Football has got me out of all sorts, uh, even, my, even my early days when I moved to Wrexham. Um, uh, even racism, anything like that, because I played football, it seemed to veer away from that. And it, uh, even when I was inside, I was a, I was a foot, I was a footballer, so I was a bit of a star to everyone, and again, kept me out of trouble in in that respect. And it's it, restaurants has got me free food in restaurants. It's it's been a, it's been very good to me football, uh, and uh, I, you wouldn't be here doing this interview. It wasn't for the football. It's a changing career. And um, so, yeah, it, I owe a lot to Man City uh, and Francis Lee in particular, I think, who, who looked after me on that front. And, uh, yeah, for any, any youngsters, that you, if, you, if you apply uh, and give yourself 100% in whatever you're doing, you, you can at least say I tried my best in it. And you mentioned that, you know, singing's helped sort of fill the void left by football. I mean, did, did you find there was a void then when did, you did leave the game at all? Yeah, there was because it kind of stopped, but but, but suddenly my, my knee just wouldn't wouldn't function properly after my op, and um, I, I you know I would do my artwork and uh, so I was doing artwork kind of full time, but it was very lonely existence doing that, and I, I I tend to do artwork late on at night, early hours of the morning, so I I really didn't have a a life so to speak, and uh, yeah I, I miss the lads, I miss the banter and. This kind of stuff that I'm doing, the Rat Pack show, which involves three, two, another two guys plus a band, is uh, is almost like a a team ethic, and and we all have bands together exactly like the dressing rooms. I was going to ask about your artwork because you know not only does he sing, he also paints. Um, how long have you been doing that for? Well, uh, that's uh, ever since I can remember being a kid drawing, copying. My dad would do things, I'd copy it, then obviously did it at A level. And it's it's ran in parallel with my uh, with my football, and it's exactly the same with my singing. I've actually not done as much this this year because my I've, I've been singing and travelling all over all over Europe. But um, it's something I will continue to do all the way up until my my right arm can't do any more. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, it's great exhibitions. And you've had a couple of pieces um, commissioned as well by Robbie Savage, is that right? An old school friend. Yeah, his house is littered with my my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a few different th- uh, genres that I tried, and he 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 loved it, and and so I went in and did a load of things with him, uh, and he's been great. Still speak to him, great lad. I, 
there's been a, a load of footballers that can list off, and uh, Chris Samu was probably the last one who's now done one to Russia. Um, and I'll I'll continue doing the footballers because they they they, uh, they they like portraiture, and that seems to fit well in in their in their gaffes. Now, um, obviously, we've had your brother Jeff on the show before, um, talking in depth about sort of you know his his battle with with drink and with drugs. Um, we, we've heard sort of you know how how he got through it. I mean. From another side of it, as his brother, watching what was happening to him, how was that for you? I think it's been amazing because I, I, I saw him in, in, in his kind of very, very lows uh, around at the house, which a lot of people might not have seen. And to see him turn his life around um, as much as he has, it's been unbelievable. There's, there are so many that have relapses that go back to drink. You know, look at the Paul Gascoigne's and Georgie Best's and... Uh, who who can't stop um, drinking, and he managed to stop the lot. And he's he's been a massive role model to to some of the players. He goes to Wolves every week and speaks to players there. And he's looking to go into different clubs and speak to them about not just drinking but addiction in general, whether it's uh, computer computers, uh, anything like that. Then he, he he's one to talk to. He's been an absolute gem on that front. Uh, you mentioned about your singing. Um, you're not sure whether you, you'd still see yourself doing that in, in 20 years' time. What would you like to be doing? What what are your aims now? Oh, this I've, so I've some. There's always little uh, markers in in my life. I, I'd I'd like to turn pro at golf. I swear, I, that was my first love as a kid. Uh, so that's that's one I'd have to tick. Telework. Seeing as I'm kind of acting on stage, it's it's something that I really enjoy doing. Uh, getting into some, getting into someone else, not being me for a change, is quite nice. So um, possibly telework. Uh, he, he, look, there's football punditry which I love watching on telly, and there's so many channels now which which football and, uh, is on. I, I could I could possibly do something like this. I just like touching on different, opening different doors, and seeing what what happens. And obviously, City, you know, gave you your first big break. Do you still follow Manchester City? Are you a Manchester City fan? Of course, I'd, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's always once a blue, always a blue, as they say. Uh, I've got my little boy now, who uh, I think it was his first game last season. He was kissing his badge, so he's he's converted now, uh, and I think it helped with him winning the league. So I, I always follow City, and now they're massive. I mean, the amount of money that's floating around Man City is incredible. I'd be the ball at the moment and kick me around some of the some of the wages that are there. I wish it was like that when I was playing, but hey, that's that's all by the by. But I, I always follow them now. And what a season to introduce your son to it as well. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the, the, it's good times at Man City. It's good times football. Um, uh, uh, with GB as well, just going in, he's been watching all sorts and uh, there's football on constantly. I might be putting you on the spot here, but can you sing us out a bit of Blue Moon? A bit of Blue Moon? No, you have to see my agent. <laughs> <laughs> I came in quite late to uh, to Manchester City and uh, Colin Bell was one of the first coaches I ever had. And um, it, uh, listen, it was, it was all new to me. I loved the whole setup. I loved being part of the what was Platt Lane back then. And... Uh, the buzz of seeing so many players. I often wondered if I'd ever have a chance to even get into the first team. Was it easier because you had Jeff alongside you? Yeah, and also, yeah, not only Jeff, but my, Robbie Savage, who'd also been at United since a very young age, who'd always talk about football and what it was like. So, um, it, yeah, that was easier, but you you know, you sink or swim in situations, don't you? You either just grasp it all and take it in, or, or you get scared and it doesn't happen. What was it? What was it like as a as a youngster around Main Road and, and Platt Lane at that time? It, was, it, it massive buzz, but we were always we were always amongst the first team players, so you could see what they were going through and 
uh, that's where you wanted to be. That was where your end game was, and um, it was just a. I can't explain it. I, the, the, the euphoria of being around Main Road and seeing the fans after was just a, a, a great feeling. I'm glad I, I managed to kind of get where I wanted to in the end. As a, I mean, we, we look at, at youngsters these days and how they're brought through the ranks. As a, as a youngster back in, in the 90s, what, what was different about that? There was, there was always someone coming through. Always, there was always a young person through that you'd, you'd, you'd either trained with or, or, or seen playing and you, you could then relate to them going through. Right now, Centre of Excellence is a different, the whole new ball game. I mean, the facilities are amazing. The standard of football is also, I'd say, a hell of a lot better than back in my day. But they don't train with the first team as such now and I'd say it's so difficult now to break through into the first team. I think you'll get a bit a big... A, a, a big gap uh, in if you look at figures as to how many came through when I was playing as to how many will come through in the next 10 years Do you, do you look as, as a youngster do you look at, at players that you've trained with getting into the first team and think well if I carry on working hard that can be oh, me with, Without a shadow of a doubt yeah and some some that would go and train with them didn't necessarily go and play in the first team but they, 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 were, they were brought in with the squad and do you know what to have a to have a team photo and you're included on the team photo was huge. That was, you know, that was even though you did, you're not even kicked the ball, to be on the picture with the first team was unbelievable. And so, yeah, and they'd come back and they'd talk about training and it was just a buzz, a constant buzz of we, we need to get there. And unfortunately, some of the kids today won't ever experience that. Have you still got your uh, your first first team picture? Yes. I mean, yeah, there's loads of pictures I've got, even from my... My debut against Bradford, there I've I've got so many memorabilia shirts, etc. But yeah, I'm you know with the, with, the, with the likes of the internet, there's so much to look back on and, and pick up. I was going to ask you about your debut. Um, what was it like to be told that you were in the team for that game? Do you know what? Uh, previous to making my debut, I was playing really really well, and I didn't feel I was getting a chance. And I'd actually gone to Frank Clark to ask for a transfer just to to leave because I was getting really frustrated at this time. He then handed me a new contract, which I hadn't signed at the time, which I thought, that's a bit weird. Um, and even prior to coming out, I was sub for, uh, for my debut. And the night before, I still didn't think I'd, be, I'd make the squad, just because I was on form and he still wasn't playing me. And as it happened, so I was on the bench. And, um, yeah, I was so relaxed. I was so relaxed because I just thought, it's not going to happen here. And, yeah, I came on probably my best game I'd ever played. It was just unbelievable. So I went from no one knowing me to... A lot of City fans coming and talking to me after the game. I was going to say, you, you kind of, uh, over that period, you, you managed to get into the first team a fair bit. What, what was it like in, in kind of a, a, that City team that had a, you know, come down from the Premier League and was struggling in the first division, but as a youngster making your debut and, and kind of making inroads into it? Yeah, I mean, it's always... Making your debut at any point is great. You'd, you'd always want to do it when the team are flying high and you, you slot in with some experienced players. Uh, sometimes you, have, you haven't got a choice uh, when you can, but listen, we had some great players. Gil Kinkladzi was one of them that we played, played amongst. But you, uh, I, I wish I'd have played longer. I wish I, I, I'd stayed injury-free. You know, I always look back, could I have trained hard? I couldn't really have trained. I always trained as hard as I could. Um, but such as life and things happen, injuries, you move on. But always great to have the chance at Manchester City. Very excellent for me. That relegation to the third tier, how did that feel for you? I mean, that was horrible. Uh, absolutely. Not. I was gutted personally because I was part of the team that's, that's come down. 
fans were gutted, you know, those people, uh, you'd see their frustration when you were out, some people would come and vent their anger when you when you're out and about, which wasn't nice, um, but totally understandable for the, the size of Manchester City, as we were, and still are, but... Um, you know, we bounced back off it now, and now you look, you look back, and it's probably the best thing that happened to us to come back. Had we not come through, that we could still be languishing right at the bottom tiers. But it, it's it's one of those lessons that it, it happens no matter how big your club is, it, it can happen. What was the difference between Joe Royal and Frank Clark in terms of management? Uh, do you know what the Frank uh, Joe Royal? I, I love Joe Royal. He, he was excellent. At, trying to build confidence in you uh, had different styles of play with Will Donaghy definite styles of play to try and get out of those those leagues Frank Clark for me was excellent because he, he gave me my debut he never used to hang around though during the week uh, he'd let uh, Richard Money I think at the time do all the training he'd, he'd come and assess uh, on a Friday so a diff- totally different style of, of management but uh, both had worked in wherever they've been before um, so he'll always be great to me because he gave me my debut Joe again was an excellent manager though, and an excellent man management their style when you, when you consider kind of how your time ended at City um, how, how do you reflect on it now? Kevin Keane came in and as as, as it always happens my contract is up the, the, the new managers only want to look at the experienced players and who he's got in his squad, how many he's got in his squad. We had a big squad at the time. Had I had another year on my contract, he would have had a look at me, he would have seen me in training. But he just got rid of anyone. I, mean, I, I think I hadn't played, had been out on loan, injury uh, prone at the time, so he was in every right to get rid of me. I, I, I'm not bitter about it. I had a great time at Manchester City, and as, as every player finds, it comes to an end at some point. You can't always keep going on. And they looked after me and were great. But I had had another year. I would have loved to, have loved to see how he trained. Uh, how Jeff told me quite a bit about it. Um, but such is life. You have to move on, and that's that's it. You mentioned injuries there. You suffered a, a couple of, of quite serious knee injuries. Um, what effect does that have on a player mentally? Just not being part of the team and seeing the banter that's going on, especially when they're doing well, that's quite tough. And then, uh, you know, the, the managers often come in and try and get updates on you, and if you're a long way away, they stop coming in, and it's just like... Uh, and then you watch other players coming in into your position, start doing well, and you, you start wondering, can I get back in the team? What happens if I don't get my team? My contract's coming up. You know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that goes through your head that... You can't be taught when you're kicking a ball in a park at 12, 13, you know, when it's your livelihood and it's just what's paying bills and mortgages. There's nothing that can kind of prepare you for that kind of things. My, my hamstring injuries was my first injury. It almost took me three years to be fully fit. I'd come back and try and train, you know, you can't say I'm, I'm, I'm not quite fit. You'd always come back. But that was ultimately the one that got me out of there. Now, you had a very kind of different career after football to uh, to yes. most ex-pros uh, yes. just talk me through what happened uh, yes well you know my, my contract had ended at Wrexham I was probably a little depressed actually just you know I was 30, 31 I should be still playing I couldn't actually go and train for another club because I had my, my, my injury knee, knee injury but I used to love I used to love I was in the choir as a kid and uh I got into singing a load of Frank Sinatra stuff, which just, it suited my voice, you know. And uh, there was a girl that was at, um, that came, that had written a song about Wrexham, 
why you write a song like Wrexham, I have no idea, but she she got all the Wrexham lads to come to the recording studio and uh, and sing in the chorus line. I loved doing that, and the guy could see how I loved it, and he invited me to do a little guest spot, which I did. From that, there was a bass player there that said, get hold of this guy in London, and it kind of snowballed from there. But the guys I went in to sing with were all West End singers, and so they're at the top end. So I learnt very quickly from the best. Had I gone in with a couple of pub singers, it was no, no disrespect to any pub singers, it might have been a different thing, but you learn quickly, and I had to learn how to tap dance and... And all this, I was doing my artwork at the same time. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of the ones from the old Man City days that still have to earn a living. <laughs> when, you, when you consider um, kind of what some ex-pros do and what, what you're doing, do you, feel, is it, is it, do you feel lucky about it? Yeah, I'm still... Uh, put it one way, it doesn't feel like I'm working. If that's, I don't feel like I've had a proper job, even though I've, you know, I've kicked the ball around. It still doesn't feel like I've had a proper job, but... Do I feel lucky? Yes, in a sense that the, the work is, is of my own doing, it's of my own talent, even with the artwork. If I was still in the game, I'd probably like to stay in football, with be it punditry, be it uh, anything from, from football, Man City side. But it wasn't, and it's gone down this route. And uh, yeah, it's different, but it's still the same. I still have to perform. When, when, when you run out of Man City, you can't run out as this nice guy. You have to get in the moment. If that means you have to be a bit nasty, that's part and parcel. And it's the same on stage. Yeah, anytime you have to put something else on and change, uh, change form and be someone else. Does it kind of give you that same thrill that playing in front of a stadium full of fans did? Yeah, I mean that—that's a different thrill altogether. The, 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 the constant noise. There's times you can't hear what a player's saying to you. Uh, just even a simple pass that they appreciate the clapping for you is. Man, that's, that's on another level. But to come out onto a stage or, or a private function, uh, uh, yeah, is still a buzz. More nerve-wracking because you, you're just on your own at times and you can't make a mistake. Um, but still the same, still the same. Smaller, smaller crowds, but still the same. Almost exactly the same kind of thing. I don't get hurt though when I go out singing. My knees are still fine and I'm still okay in the morning. You mentioned your artwork there. Mm. Um, what was it like having an exhibition at, at Main Road? Great. I, you know, I, I'd, I'd always done artwork uh, throughout my time at Manchester City. That's how I got into doing portraits for footballers, not just at, at, at Main Road, but at Old Trafford, Liverpool, Blackburn. And um, and I, w- I, I did do that full-time, but it's a lonely existence, artwork, especially when you've been involved in so many teammates and camaraderie and, and 30,000 fans. It's hard then to be just on your own. So the singing has provided a nice uh, uh, touch to that. And, you know, I've started doing more and more on the football side, which I, 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 I do love. And, uh, and football will always be my first love. When you look back now at the city that you were at and the city that now exists, um, how, how do you rationalise that? We were rubbish. <laughs> Looking at the, the quality that is at, uh, at, at the Etihad right now, is unbelievable. I mean, fitness-wise, I think there's a lot of the players, even back then, including my brother, who would have competed on the the, the physical side and the and because of athleticism. But the skill levels and the, the passing levels. I mean, uh, uh, don't get me wrong. Pep has inherited a good squad of players. He's brought in some excellent uh, uh, lads, but they're they're passing. I often wondered when I used to watch um, the, the midfield trio. 
They'd play five, ten-yard balls. We'd get caned for doing that kind of thing, but they do it as if it's a training ground routine. And do you know what? I'd love to sit in and just pass the ball to Silver and leave him do the rest. I think I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. And if if you're youngster trying to get in the team now, like the Fodens, it will it'd be a great time to come in because they've got some amazing talent in the squad.